thrusters won't stop firing. I think I'm being followed. My dad is turning green, like literally green. My last nav check put me on the range point four. This is control. Be reasonable. Keep calm and remain on the guard frequency. Welcome, pilots. You're attuned to the guard frequency because us all good pilots know when you're out in the deep black, you want to keep one ear on the guard. It's episode 229 of the best damn space sim podcast ever, recorded on Friday, September 14th, and made available for download on Tuesday, September 18th, 2018, over at guardfrequency.com. I'm Ken Jato. I'm Tony. And I'm Jeff. And in the end, on Tony's streams, we will depend, right, Ken Jato? That's right, Jeff. Remember, folks, Guard Frequency is not a one-way conversation. We welcome your comments over at GuardFrequency.com and Discord.GuardFrequency.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at GuardFreak or Facebook.com forward slash GuardFreak. Your feedback is an important part of what we do, so hit us up. Tell us what's on your mind. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to our shows at Feeds.GuardFrequency.com or by searching for us on iTunes. And if you're not doing anything Friday nights, then you should come and join us at 10.30 p.m. Central as we record Guard Frequency live over at twitch.tv forward slash guardfreak. Do you like what we do? Want to help us make the best damn space sim podcast ever? You can always support the show by visiting our website, clicking on that Patreon logo, and becoming a regular subscriber. We want to thank all our Patreons who support us week on week, and we hope you'll consider joining them. Because the more support we get, the better show we can make. Just head over to our website and click on the big Patreon logo to help out. And don't forget about our sister productions, Priority One and Heroes Rise. Priority One covers all things Star Trek, from the TV series to the MMO, the novels, the movies, and everything in between. Be sure and trek them out over at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Heroes Rise brings you up to date with the world of Dungeons and Dragons. Learn all about the latest publications, tools, tips, tricks, and traps in less time than it takes to skin a wyvern. Head over to HeroesRisePodcast.com to discover their secrets. And the housekeeping is done, so let's get to the show. What do we got in store this week, Brian? In this week's flight deck, we bring you all the headlines from Simulated Space, including the latest news from Elite Dangerous, Star Citizen, and Rebel Galaxy Outlaw. Next, we'll get the news from the Deep Black with Spencer McDunn on Galactic Public Radio. Finally, we open the feedback loop and let you join in on the fun. Lace up your booties, campers. It's time to head out to the flight deck. 3175 Port Bay, hands on approach. Trigger screen, call the ball. Don't get technical with me. Here are the top news bits from the world of space sims. Rebel Galaxy Outlaw released an hour-long gameplay trailer showing off its basic gameplay systems and good golly miss molly we got to get one of these elite dangerous has managed a star citizen like feat namely getting tony worked up two weeks in a row congratulations frontier this time they've got him and many others mad about the exploration revamp fortunately a it's only one part of the revamp and b there's time to fix it and c it won't involve legal action. Eh, probably. And we will probably talk him down. Eventually. And Star Citizen shows off space mining, which is much like ground mining, only with less gravity. And the NBC for 3.3 is A-OK, with the OCS part of the AWS P2P following ASAP. So, last week, or two weeks ago, we talked a little about uh, Rebel Galaxy, 
uh, Outlaw as the prequel sequel to Rebel Galaxy um, and how it was uh, it's a new game but it's uh, more space combat oriented more space fighter oriented than the more naval you know tall ships sort of uh, version of the earlier Rebel Galaxy game and this gameplay trailer I'm not into these usually usually it's just like I kind of fast forward and skip around I watched every minute of this trailer. It's like a modern day privateer. It's quite literally awesome. Yeah, it looks really good. It looks and, really and, cool. And uh, you you said that uh, uh, when we covered this a couple of weeks ago that you were going to talk to them about getting us some keys and stuff and and they need to have, we need to have an interview. And, yeah, we should. And, yes, we should. But here's here's my problem. Here's my problem. I'm a little nervous about approaching him because that guy sounds better than we do. Yeah, did, you hear, nice, did you hear him? Well, did you on, hear yeah, him? I, yeah, I, I want to point out something here. So he had a he had a good mic set up, and he obviously knew what he was doing. But his he had some sort of weird lip desync thing. So anytime he came on the screen, it was kind of cringy. But I, I I don't care. I don't care. He sounds awesome. Like he has this total Casey Kasem vibe going on, man. I could just listen to that guy read the phone book. Well, I mean, if we, we need a new host. Well, maybe he'll he'll replace every single one of us because he can talk <laughs> like he could do that. I mean, he's amazing. I'm gonna go fly here to this spaceship and I'm gonna blow it up. This this is our show. We are we are so ingrained with it. Nobody can replace us now. And, just, uh, I don't know, man. This this guy could replace every single one of us. He would just do a different voice for each of us. I think and sound good doing it. But can anyway, we, can we talk about the game now? We can talk. Let's talk about the game. Let's talk about the game. Not about my jealousy of his sound setup and his Casey Kasem voice. Okay, that's my own personal problem. All right, so let's <laughs> let's let's talk about the actual game. It, you got your own fighter. You got a docking bay where you can trick it out. You got a bar to go to to meet like you know shady characters. You got a terminal to go pick up jobs. You got uh, a, a commodities market to go trading on. You got a you got bounties that you're gonna go do. I mean, it's everything you'd want. And we were waiting for Star Citizen because well, this is single player. I think there's, player. there's storylines. There is um, you know there's job boards like you said. There are mini games like in the bar that you can oh play. My God. Pool. You, you can, can play, play pool. pool and cards. Dice. Yeah, no. Dice. It was dice. Yeah. Uh, poker dice or something like that. Poker right? dice, yeah. It's yeah. You could just like and and it was so fast paced too. If hopefully he's not tricking us with fancy fancy editing and cuts or anything, but it's just you know like he's capable of it. Yeah, clearly, clearly he's got the well, skills to do that. Then he's capable of putting guard frequency in the game. Now, now, come on, we gotta get this guy. <laughs> no, now we gotta get this guy on the show. No, it, 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 well, I think they've got. It's a pretty. It's a much more narrative driven game. I think. Right. Um, it'll it, it'll give you the freedom to go do whatever you want to, also. But it's it's got a through line that you're you're doing. Um, for those of you who who aren't following it, uh, you you take a character that appears in the original Rebel Galaxy game as the player character's uh, aunt. She gives you missions and she's got some artifacts and stuff like that. But she's an old lady and kind of I'm not gonna say retired, but she's like you know. She's very thoroughly established and doesn't have to go jetting around the galaxy if she don't want to. But this picks her up about 30 years earlier when she's a younger woman uh, out there rustling up trouble in the galaxy. And that's who you play. You play as that woman. And uh, uh, there's going to be an adventure. They didn't get into it at all because he wants to save it. You know, no spoilers. But what he played for an hour was sort of the the interstitial stuff, the stuff you can do to earn credits because you want to improve your ship because that next boss fight you got to go to is tough so he did a little bounty hunting he did some uh, cargo hauling he played two of the mini games played two of the mini games he did some conversation stuff 
Mm-hmm. He did. Uh, he went to a number of stations. The thing, the the original, I guess the the starting area is the Texas system. So all which? of the space stations are named after like cities in Texas, which was Austin, really cute. Nacogdoches. Yeah. It, it it actually helped set the like you know space western firefly style feel off the bat, right? Which is yeah. also very similar to how the original Privateer also kind of kicked you off. Mm. So yeah, and he also covered a lot about the the radio stations, which played a lot into the I guess the features of the game. And uh, yeah, you said so. There was like uh, how many? I think there were about seven stations, seven different radio stations that played different genres of music. Yeah, there was like uh, a, there was dancing and like classical and western, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's twenty one hours of music total. Twenty one hours of original music that they recorded just for this game. Um, and and, they, have, and they, have, they have commercials and stuff. So he's yeah. like, a commercial would hop, it would start, and he's like, oh, no, I'm going to switch the channel while the commercials. <laughs> well, I, that, I mean, that's that's like real radio use, but also I think there's probably, uh, given the tone and sort of the attitude of this game and the developers, I'm guessing some of those commercials are in fact hilarious. So right. he, he probably isn't. He's probably trying to keep them from being spoilers on there on that on that too. So I, I it's it, possible. It's meant to give, I think, a kind of a space trucker feel, right? Oh yeah. And, and at the same time, it has that, that GTA kind of vibe to it a bit. That's what I got. A lot of GTA San Andreas when I th- heard about that. With all the mini games and things like that um, and the mission structure, it reminded me specifically of that version. Well, no, I'm, I'm with Brian here. I, I it immediately uh, privateer. It was definitely privateer. For yeah, the gameplay is definitely. And like the, 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 the environment. Um, one thing that, that, that they did kind of point out is they... they they, they mentioned that space combat, if you do it too much, can get kind of monotonous. And so a, a lot of the stuff that they, seems like they, they added was really just to break it up so that the, the mm. fighting was just the punctuation mark on like a, you know, many hours of gameplay. And that's why they've added so many things. I think that's yeah. great, though. Having so much variety always gives you something to do. That's why you go back to games like GTA so much. There was one little bit that I heard in the, in, in, in the, the trailer that sounded a little bit controversial was their, their stance on, uh, on dogfighting and how they, they get around the, um, uh, what do they call it, the jousting maneuvers. Do you want to yeah. talk about that? Yeah, actually, I brought that up in chat earlier. I was, uh, I'm concerned because to get around the jousting maneuvers, they have an auto-follow uh, button. So basically, you'll pursue your target and your flight model then becomes kind of limited. You're, you're gimbling your guns, kind of you're moving the nose of your ship, but it's restricted to keep you kind of on course. Puts you on rails, and I think that kind of, uh, I don't know, it, it takes me out of the idea of it being like a simulation. It feels like an arcade game. Not really. Let's, let's think about this. I'm in a, you know, a technologically advanced, computer-driven, driven, you know, uh, spaceship, and I hit a button that says, follow, pursue. You know, uh, I, that makes total sense to me. He, he did point out that you can kind of turn it on and off at will. It just toggles. And you can also, when you start the game, just term, turn it off permanently if, if, if that's your thing. Yeah, I saw that. That's cool. It just feels kind of like, uh, I don't know if the term care bearish. I don't know. It's like, you know what I mean? Well, it's like, uh, it, you're not doing the dogfighting. It's, it's really arcadey. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just arcadey. And that's what I hated about uh, No Man's Sky's entire flight model was that it was so arcadey, um, and that's what I'm gonna probably it, not like about this. Although when not in that mode, it looks amazing. It reminds me of uh, like X-wing games. You know what I mean? It looks really cool. Yeah, actually, I was about to bring that up because when I when X-wing versus Tie Fighter was one of my very first uh, space sim games, and it had a match speed button. Yeah. I spammed that yeah. thing constantly. Uh, uh, Wing, Commander, would, Wing Commander had a match speed button. Too. Yeah. A lot of games yeah. had that, even uh, Free Space. 
Yeah, right. but this, this is more than match speed. This, this is like sure. sure. This is yeah, steering your ship for you. Yeah, this is like fly for me so I can just push the boom button. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well I mean, you have to correct the turrets, right? Yeah, the, you have to. A you have to it's yeah. It it, it, be, it turns it more into, and I think I I think a lot of this has to do with the whole fact that they're trying to make the control scheme a little more universal. So some people who are uh, who who fly better with a mouse and keyboard, you don't have to like move your mouse all the way up to the top to try to figure out to try to you know follow the guy through a loop, and then you have to like move it a little bit more to get the guns to go to the right spot. It's more we've talked about this a long time ago. Long time listeners may remember when I wanted trackballs on my joystick. I wanted a trackball on my joystick so I could use the trackball to, to 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 move the gimbals around, but I could steer with the joystick. I, this is kind of that analog, I think. It's like you know, Jesus take the wheel, and then you just you just use the the, the your controller to move the guns around. I still think trackballs on a on a joystick would be awesome. I do too. I do too. I think they would be awesome. But I mean, this is, but he it, it, it's specifically done to be hardware agnostic. I think. I mean, whether you want, he was playing it on a control pad during the, the demonstration, yeah. but he said he wanted people to have a jo- that have joysticks to be cool with it, and then most people have mice and keyboards. It, it, it's multi-platform. It's consoles and yeah. PC. But he, he wants to he wants people to be able to experience the fun of the game no matter what control scheme you're using. I think that autopilot or auto-follow feature is probably a smart way to go about that. And it's single player, so you have to worry about people saying, oh, I bots and cheating and lag and blah, blah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. No, it's, your own, it's your own thing. You do your own thing. I am a little worried that I'll get addicted to it, actually. Yeah. It looks it really does, good. It does look it really looks good. It looks so good. I went back. I, I mean, I ha, I've had Rebel Galaxy on, Galaxy on my hard drive for a long time. I, I never got into it. I played the first 30 minutes or so of it. And I went back, and it's like, you know, I, the now that I've seen what the new game's going to be like, and I'm into the vibe of it, and I come back, and I'm like, yeah, I can see where this is a spiritual successor for sure. It's in the same universe. You got that twangy slide steel guitar thing in the background all the time. Uh, you got militia officers that just don't give a damn anymore. You got shady criminals giving you shady jobs and shady bars. I mean, it's yeah. I think that they're onto something here. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go back and play the original. I never got around to getting into it, and and once I'm past my uh, uh, current time suck. I think that'll be yeah. my, my first game back in the back in the race. Now we can talk about elite. Now we can talk about elite, and we can we uh, Mikey, <laughs> Mikey. I hate to do this to you again, but buddy. I'm gonna need that soapbox. All right, all right. This 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 thing's still on. Okay, all right. Okay, here we go. So two weeks in a row, two weeks in a row, Frontiers managed to sort of like just make me just just shake my head in frustration and and disbelief because the Gnosis thing we 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 took that thing apart, right? I mean, it was a spontaneous event. They didn't handle it maybe as well as they could have. There are plenty of explanations for why that was and what decisions might have been made. And it's kind of, you know, post-mortem 2020 hindsight. Okay. This exploration revamp, they've had weeks and months and more than a year probably to figure this out. And 90% of it sounds great. 90% of it sounds really pretty awesome. This 10%, they completely blew it, in my opinion. In my opinion, they completely blew it. What this, the problem that me and a lot of people on the forums are having are that the way exploration works now in the most basic sense is you equip an advanced discovery scanner, you fly into a new star, you hit the, you hold the button for about five seconds, you get a basic map of the system. Here are where the planets are, here are the asteroid fields are, what do you think? And you could just look at that in your system map at a glance and decide this is cool, 
then I don't really care, and move on. That functionality in the new system is going away. What will be substituted in is a new interface screen that you go to, then you scan, and instead of populating it with a bunch of little colored icons to represent planets, you're going to get squiggly blue lines. Now they'd say that, that this is okay because those squiggly blue lines will correspond to the planet types you used to get. So rather than a round blue circle meaning water world or terraformable or earth-like world, I now have to figure out what kind of squiggly line means that. And what kind of squiggly line means gas giant. And what kind of squiggly line means asteroid. So they've taken a very user-friendly, intuitive, and relatively easy to learn and spot visually system, and they've turned it into a squiggle fest. I disapprove strongly of, of this. Uh, because it's taking something that works, used to work just fine and be quick and easy and, 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 and simple to pick up and read, and they've hidden it, they've obscured it behind crappy UI, which I find very stupid. Um, and many people agree with me. Other people don't. And so now I'm going to step down off the soapbox and let other people have a chance if they want to. I would like well, to speak. I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. Tony, Tony. Yes. Yeah. You must play more minigames. You must play more minigames. Here's the thing. The only reason I think there's a backlash is because right now you can go and immediately get all the data. And the point of doing the exploration is to get the data. So they're making it harder to get that data. And if they'd have done it this way from the very beginning, we'd be all right. Because we'd say, oh, what a great, interesting game mechanic that we can use to explore and find our way around this new open place. Whereas now we're going, well, what the hell, man? It's going to make it so much harder to do what I already got to do. And I think it's just the wrong time to... I mean, they should have done that from the beginning if they're going to do that. I don't think it's a bad mechanic at all. I oh. think it's great that it would, you know, give don't us a reason to explore and really, you know, playing with a scanner and a system to find the stellar bodies is great. But not when we've been playing for, what, four years now? The other way, I don't get it. Don't get me wrong. I don't mind the new mechanic. It's very much related to the waveform scanner mechanic on the SRVs, where you drive around looking for rocks, and one certain type of rock... Which kind of sucks, yeah. I Well, I kind of like it. But one kind of rock, one kind of squiggly line on your scanner means this is a high-value rock, which is likely to contain super rare minerals that are you know really useful. This kind of squiggle means it's a low-value kind of rock, and chances are you're going to get just common materials out of it. And I and I've and I've played with that, and I and I can kind of tell you, oh, that one, I think that's a good one. I think that's a bad one. This one I'm going to go after. What I have a problem with is that the old gameplay told you if you wanted to continue with more gameplay in your current location. It was like, uh, I know right now whether this is a hang out here and check stuff out or move on, nothing to see here. That sort of quick analysis, that quick decision making, let me decide what to do next. It was, a, But now what I have to do is I have to sit there and figure stuff out before I decide if I want to continue to, to hang out still. Or, or you get to engage in more gameplay before the gameplay. I, again. Because you're going to go fly those planets if you want to after you scanned and found them, gotten a decent view of it from the scanner and then said, hey, I want to fly out and check that one out, maybe map it. Or you'll say, oh, I'm not doing that. But when you look at that scanner interface in the beginning, that's just like looking at your original system map where you'd say, oh, I'm going to go to this little hazy ball and see if it's any better than this. You just have to learn to read the new scanner, that's all. There it is. That right there. That's what it is. You have to learn to read the new scanner. The other system, you just saw. 
It yeah, was easy. but that's the point. It was, it was like here's mm. everything that's available, and I think that no, sucks. That's not no. I everything wasn't available. I mean, I ran advanced scanners in my ship, and it doesn't it give. I, it just gives me the outline of the system. Right. It doesn't tell me everything. Right. It, oh, hold on, hold on. <clears throat> Are you telling me that Elite is making things even harder for new players? Yes. Yes. Surprise. That is what I'm telling you. Surprise. Yeah. I don't. Now, let, I now, don't think that's actually, true, man. I think that let, they're making exploration yeah. into something that is more in depth and involved. If you're going to make money at it, but I don't see how that's a barrier for a new player who can who is still moving from system to system and isn't bothering to do any exploration anyway. He's in a friggin' sidewinder. How does this affect him in any way? You know, I jump into a system, I hit my scanner, I scan my data, I, I move on to the next system, and I sell that when I get when I you know get my thirty or forty jumps away. Yeah. So now you're telling me I'm gonna hit my scanner and now I got to go to a sub screen, then collect my data, and then jump out of there. I, uh, I, what I yes. understand is the workflow. What I no, actually it's a little, a little different. I, what I understand the workflow is you jump into a system, go to a screen, hit your scanner, you see the star, and theoretically they're gonna make like you you get like an equivalent credit amount roughly for that honk for the honk you'll get. You know, you only get a couple thousand credits or whatever for a, right. for a, a quick honk. You know, maybe the, if it's got a lot of bodies in it, you might get 90,000 credits for something with like 50 bodies in it, right? But but it's usually a lower, a much lower amount. And so that right. honk is supposedly going to be roughly translatable. Where the real, quote, money is, is like Henry's saying, after you decided to stick around, point your scanner at things, figure out what the squiggles mean, resolve them in your scanner copy you know get all the things out of the system and then move on that's where you get lots of money but then you get the real 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 money when you go when you fly to those planets and launch probes i got no problem with everything after where everything after the decision to scan right it's yeah. how i come up with the decision to scan that's the problem because what they that's that's where that's where i have the problem with they've hidden I, i'm going to have a pro, i'm going to have a problem going you know traveling however distance I'm traveling, scanning for new, you know, new data and jumping out again. If I have to make another step, get my ass shot up in the meantime, because now I'm slowing down. Yeah, yeah you're sitting there, right? Yeah. You're, 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 you could get interdicted because you have to slow down to use the scanner. Right. Yeah. So fortunately, there's two things that are fortunate here. Uh, number one, fortunately, they got at it. They, they put this out there ahead of time, which kudos to them. This is their focused feedback uh, system. This is what it's there for to find out maybe where things aren't so great. The second thing is that they've said we're going to take a look at it. They're not making any promises, but they've already designed the system, so they're not going to just pitch it up and throw it away. It sounds like they want to make exploration deeper. They want it to take a little good. bit longer. Things like that. Sure. I think it, make, it makes more sense for them to add more data you can collect rather than having to uh, scrap the existing system to make it. And better. the mapping system does that, where you shoot the probe around the thing. That looks fantastic. Well, see, here's I mean, here's something else. Well. That's that. separate from uh, discovering. So yes. w- let's let's talk about how it works right now. You show up in a system, you honk, you see the star, you see all the planets. If you want detailed information, you have to point at the star and wait, and then you have to fly to each planet and wait, point at it and wait. And now you'll fly in, 
You'll switch to your scanner, you're going to honk and see all the star information. Then you're going to use your scanner to find the stellar bodies and get the discovered by, by finding them with your scanner. And then if you want even more data, you can fly to them and map the surface and then you can get a mapped by. So they've added an extra thing that you can do, but you can still do all the original stuff. And you don't have to fly to the planets anymore to get discovery. You just have to point at them and resolve your instruments, like discovering them with a telescope. That's pretty badass, man. It is. I, I, like I said, the mechanic sounds great. What they just need to do is not take away, not obfuscate what they currently do. Because think about it this way. Right now, it, you know, it, you know, in the, the real world, in the honest-to-God 21st century world, we point telescopes at stars really far away and we look at their gravitational wigglingnesses and we look at the the bodies obscuring the the photosphere of the star and we can tell with reasonable degree of certainty what's orbiting that star light years away to an extent okay. we can tell sometimes if something right. is there to, if it's right. big enough and it sure and it's at and the it's right the angle and we, yeah right. so mm -hmm. there's right. like a whole lot of things we're not seeing right right and when you say you so, jump into a system and you have a magic button that shows you everything that seems silly to me because what if something's on the other side of the star and obscured by your instruments at the moment. How would even a 31st century uh, piece of equipment discover that on the other side of a star? Gravitational vibrations. Every gravitational body in the system pulls on every other one. You know what? And it's still behind the star, and that's like saying you'd see the other side of a ripple on a pond of water on the other side sure. of something that caused that ripple. You don't see it. You can predict maybe uh, there's but, ripples oh, on the other planets. Planet. You can't, no, but it, no, I can't you can see, see it, it on the other planets. Can't see it. My, my, I think this I is like a cool it. mechanic. I'm excited about it. I think it sucks to take away something that we've already had, but we have to go through some growing pains if we're going to get a better system. And I think the uh, a lot of the things that we're complaining about and thinking about new players, you know, they're all in the bubble. They still have access to all the system map because they can go to the nav beacon and scan, which gives them another place, another social area that they would go through where they might have an interaction with another player or an interaction with an NPC. They might get jumped. They might get a call for a mission. Anything can happen there. You know what I mean? So it's not it's not terrible, I think, to to take away that honk and see everything. I think that shouldn't have been a thing anyway. It always felt overpowered to me. But you're not seeing everything. You see, you're seeing a you're seeing a colored dot and you're seeing that it's a rocky planet or a metal planet or a right. gas giant. You you're go to any system, okay? You go to any system and you honk it, right? You're going to see everything there. You're going to know all the planets that are there, and you're going to be able to make a determination if you want to go to them. There's no skill between you doing that and another explorer that goes there and is maybe more careful with the instruments or spends more time and discovers, like, the ninth planet in the system that nobody had seen yet because they spent more time and found that. I mean, yeah, that opens up times. a lot of... Well, yeah, in the olden days, maybe, when some people had basic discovery scanners, but nobody has that anymore if they're going to explore. All yeah, back in the olden times, you had to use what was called parallax, where you flew out, out away from the star really fast and watched dots on the screen move. If a dot on the screen moved, that was a planet in the system and not a star in the background. When you say the olden That's days, people, when was this? Like when the game was first released. It was. I don't remember that at all. I don't somebody, remember. That's what, somebody, that's what somebody. I was don't remember that forms. at all. I never did that's that either. How, because that that's was how they the discover ass. planets for real. You know, that's yeah. how we discover things for yeah. real. We look at the sky and see what moves. You know, right. but so we don't have a magic button that honks and says, "Hey guys, there is a planet X past Pluto." There's none of that. It's not happening. Henry and I clearly disagree on this, and we're not going to get it resolved. Now, I want to take it to just one other place real quick. Uh, that you, you the, oh, hashtag Henry's right. Is that what you've had to say? 
No. no. Hashtag Henry. <laughs> Henry disagrees with Tony, and we'll find out who's right. Eventually, when when Frontier makes some sort of final decision on this, we'll, we'll find out who is, quote, right on this one. But uh, the, we've talked about this before a couple times in the context of MMOs, but there's the, the devil's horns. You gotta when you do game updates and tweaks and stuff, you gotta you gotta satisfy basically two different parties at the same time who have opposite desires. One, your end game players who are, have stuck with you and and buy paint packs and cosmetics and stuff like that. And two, your new guys who who are trying to get over the hump of learning your systems to keep them logging in. You gotta you gotta address the two concerns on those, those devil's horns. It seems to me like they've they've kind of screwed up both and they've kind of serviced both on this one. It's like they've made some compromises that managed to satisfy nobody. On the one hand, uh, on the upper end for uh, endgame players who like exploration, now they have an incentive to go back to those all old and interesting systems that they discovered a long time ago and now go map them because they've got the new mapping mechanic with the probes. So it gives people incentive to go not, not just out looking for new things, but also to go back to old things that they thought were cool and visit them again with the new systems. That's nice. But on the other hand, like we've been discussing, they're taking away a very easy-to-use mechanic that people just got used to. Bounce, honk, bounce, honk, bounce, honk. Mm. The new players, this is a confusing new mechanic with the squiggles and the lines and the whatever and the stuff and the what? Well, I don't get it. But on the other hand, new people now have a chance to be kind of competitive with old players because the system is new and everyone has to learn it from scratch. So they've compromised, I think, both ends of the horn, satisfying nobody and pleasing neither party, too. Uh, that's how I kind of look at it on that on that side. I, I get what you're saying. You know, I just, I feel really strongly about not taking away something that was there, but I also am excited about for the new game mechanics. So I can see what you're saying. It's a double-edged sword. Yeah. You're not going to make everybody happy. Uh, the rest of this stuff sounds great, though. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm really pleased. It sounds like that it's going to be a lot of fun and there's going to be a lot of good gameplay out of it. I just... Uh... That one, the big, the thing is, it was a big mistake. Two weeks in a row, though, guys. Congratulations! Only Star Citizens managed to pull that one off before. So, way to be. Speaking of Star Citizen, you're gonna blow up some more rocks. Yeah. You're gonna blow up some more in space now. Yeah. Uh, they have space mining, and I guess, and I guess it's in 3.3. I don't think they actually said it quite that way, but I think they they, they are implying it's in 3.3. Well, the mechanics are very similar to the ground one, as far as I understand. It looks almost identical from a... If, if, if you're just looking at the rock and you're looking at your sensors, it, it looks almost identical. Um, the big thing, the big difference is the rocks are a lot farther apart now because they're in space. And um, when they blow up, when you've actually fragmented them, if you do a pour... They're, they're the, the minerals are going to fly out in three dimensions um, rather than just laying on the ground what they would in, in gravity. Um, the big difference is that if you do a poor job and the rocket, it just a little explodes. Like if it big explodes, you're sort of gonna blow yourself up. If it just a little explodes, then um, the rocks are gonna fly off in uh, very fast and you're probably not gonna be able to catch them even in your oh. ship. So that sounds like mining in low gravity planets on, in Elite. Because if you if you blow up a rock in a low, on a low gravity planet in Elite, it like a, makes a fountain and it goes way up in the sky. It's a mess, watch them, It's pain. a mess. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was it was it, it was the the thing that I I bitched about about normal mine the original mining in Elite where you you know you, you blast at the rock and then you go chase down everything with your with your cargo scoop except in in Star Citizen you have to chase it out and then tractor it in bit by bit so you have to keep chasing it while you tractor it um, so yeah that sounds so super annoying it it it, it um, but I guess in Star Citizen there is a 
you get to mitigate it by being better at the the rock breaking part. So if you're really good at monitoring your sensors, then they don't right, really right. scatter very much. Very, so very gentle tip tip tap tip 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 tap tip tip yeah, tip tap. You got to be yeah. really really judicious with that scroll wheel. Uh, hopefully yeah. <laughs> the lag won't kill you in the process. Because I was watching a streamer just the other day. I mean, I I haven't I've done the mining, but I didn't really have this problem. But he said it, the lag was so bad that you know he'll he'll go to correct it. It's already swung back the other way. Oh. Yeah, but, I mean, theoretically, there's some tech on the way to help with that, right? There right. is. There is. OCS, right. uh, Object Container Streaming. They had a big uh, uh, RTV about it last week. It was um, it was riveting. Um, I watched that in part. Riveting is not the word I would use to describe it's it. Riveting from a dry British technical okay. way, All right. point of view. <laughs> What I took away from it, what I what I took away from it is that it's there's network network bind culling, which is one thing, and then there's object container streaming client side, which is another thing, and then there's object container streaming server side, which is another thing, and then maybe a fourth thing of like integrating the three systems. Yeah, they're they're different things. So object containers themselves are a, uh, from what I understand, are a CryEngine-specific thing. Like, you have an object in the game, it's in a container, and it's called an object container. And the, oh. the, and instead, uh, and, and so when you go to load a level, or you need to add something to, like, this level, which is the entire system that you're in, then everybody has to, lo- has to load the thing before anybody can go, because there's no other way to keep everybody in sync. And so the big, okay. so what object container streaming is, is that is not sending you all the objects, right? You don't no need to know if you're in, if you're on Cry Astro, you don't need to know about the the objects that are that are that are on Alasar and are moving around in Alasar. That's all object container streaming means. Um, it's basically LOD for net sorry level of detail stuff for for networking. Sure, um, right. Bind calling. Um, that's another computer programming thing and something Jeff will probably perk up at. Um, but what you do in, in 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 network programming when you need to connect to something, you're you're binding them or you're binding their ports. Uh, there's also a, uh, a popular server called Bind and everything like that. So basically, it's just basically establishing a connection. That's the easiest way to say it. And so uh, by saying Bind culling, it means you're establishing fewer connections. So not you don't have to. It, it, so right now. So with object container streaming, I'm no longer getting the graphics data. Um, I'm never. I'm not having to load in graphics data into my client or track it client side. Even if I'm not seeing it, they already have like visibility culling. This is like um, this yeah. is like world simulation culling. That's what object container streaming right. is doing. Network bind culling is I don't even have to connect to them about it at all. Right. So I don't even have to receive uh, packets from. From 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 other things, and same with the server. It doesn't have like individual servers that are managing different things. Don't have to communicate with everything else, and so that's trim, trimming down connections themselves. I think I get it now. When you were saying it was uh, riveting in a very dry British way, like I understand that. It's just just imagine what I just said, but with Lennon's voice. Yeah, I actually oh, I actually so get better. what you're talking about, but yeah. I think it's probably over the head of a lot of people. I think it's probably I don't know if it's. Interesting, like I, to me. So no, hang on, hang on. So number one, it's like a hot cheesy blanket. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. I think what I think exactly. everybody needs to take that away right now. It's like a hot cheesy blanket. The and best the description is LOD for for uh, the game objects. For yeah, networks. it's it's 
there's a, there's an awareness in the in the system P- past a certain point they're not going to know up close you're going to get the graphics you're going to get what's on it you're going to get the uh, network connections that that give all the data to it you get a little farther away well maybe you're not going to see it you're not going to see it anymore it's not going to update on your graphics thing but the computer knows it's there and it's connecting to the network to get updates on it past an even further point you're not going to get data about what's in there or what's on it but the network's going to go maybe you're going to need one soon and then past a certain point of that you don't even know about that part it's just yeah. you know it, it's like three stages of awareness basically yeah and they've talked about some of the bugs they've run into where you um like you're you're going you're, you're getting a quantum drive and it's like i've got optic container streaming on and i go qd from one point to another and if things didn't catch up quite right you end up with all sorts of weird errors where you you land inside right. of asteroids or, or things spawn on top of you because they didn't quite make the, the, the cutoff for being there when you when the QD popped and things like that, right? So they said that they've been working on all those issues. It's like in Spaceballs where he beamed into that thing and his head was on backwards. That's exactly it, yeah. That's exactly what that is. I knew it. All right. We'll see. But this is the sort of technical stuff where until they get this right, the game isn't going to work like it was intended because it's just too much data flying down the pipes and people aren't. Well, that's why it was it. supposed to be in 3.2, and they just couldn't get everything worked out by then. So I'm hoping they've used this entire quarter to work out those bugs, and so that we'll, it'll be a smoother launch for them testing it to the wider audience than it would have, would have been otherwise. But all a player's going to see from this is an improved performance. They're not going to see something that they know this is happening. It's yeah, just going to. Yeah. Each of these gives diff, gives improved performance mm-hmm. in a different way, right? Yeah, but, but the OC, much improved OCS, performance, right? I mean, it's a big deal if they get this right or when they get this right. They hope. Uh, that, that's that's Excuse one of the problems. <laughs> that's one of the problems they, they they pointed out was that a lot of this is theoretical in terms of like a broad audience, and so the the testing will actually determine you know if it's really going to help with the performance at the end of the day. That makes uh, sense. Object container streaming, like right now, a lot of because everybody's limited in different ways, right? In terms of the game, it's like a really great graphics game, but most people, whether they realize it or not, are actually CPU limited. It's not network limiting. It's not graphics limiting. It's CPU limiting, and that's because your have your your computer in the background is having to track everything on the entire server all at once, and so object container streaming helps with that. So you don't have to track all that other crap, or you don't have to load in all of that stuff that's that's not around you. So they make all of this. They make it all this working, and it might not help. I don't I think. I don't. I don't think it's going to not help. I think they might get it all working, and it might not work. It might not be the the silver BB, right? It might not be uh, the killer. It's not app. even a bullet. It's only a BB. <laughs> yeah, well, that, I think a, that's what he's saying. It could come off as a BB or a bullet, but there. It's a cool thing, and it's going to make an impact. Uh, I'm sure positively in performance. Because think about what they're doing. I mean, it's just like you said. It doesn't have to worry about as many objects when it's drawing your local yeah, environment. Yeah, yeah. that makes I, sense. I, 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 they, they they've pointed out it makes total logical sense. This that this will work. But they don't. They, they, they and, and it has worked in testing. But they have no no Ugh. proof it will will work on a deployed level. But other so, games are doing this, right? I mean, this isn't something specific to them, is no. it? They, 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 yes. This this is not this is not a novel concept. It, it's but probably, it's a novel execution because CryEngine was never designed to do this, and they're reprogramming the entire back end of it so it does. Yeah, because it's a garbage engine, 
And, I didn't uh, say that. I just not, for not using yeah. for this. This, 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 <laughs> this was never intended to be well, used it, this it way. It is a garbage engine. You, I, I can I can attest. You to know that. what? They switched to the same engine. Gar- Amazon Web Services is the same thing essentially, right? With some new uh, uh, network stuff. I mean, it's the same engine, right? Lumberyard is crazy. Yeah, that's no. not, not Web Services. I'm sorry. Yeah, Lumberyard. That's what I'm saying. It's like that's why it was so easy to port over to it. Everybody's just mad at Crytek right now, so they say it's a crappy engine. But that's okay. You can do that. But seriously, I don't think there's that much difference between that and Lumberyard. It's not like they're just, building it in, uh, like, Acnix's 3D game studio in 2005. <laughs> I'm just, it's, it's the managing expectations thing that I'm rolling my eyes at again now. It's just like, wait a minute, this is supposed to fix a lot of these problems. And they're like, well, it sh- theoretically it should. It's going to be cool. It, but it works it, in testing. Let, testing let's think about it right. this way. Isn't this the really cool thing about the way development in Star Citizen goes is they get to do that kind of like, let's really try this. Let's, let's try to make this as great as possible. And they're really yeah, doing yeah. that. The people that's that are cool. talking about it are, the people that are talking about it are engineers, right? It's, it's people actually working on like, uh, you know, novel technology they're, they're, they're implementing. And they're going to be excited about this cool thing that they're working on. But half the time they weren't. What do you mean? Jared's like, uh, so I haven't I haven't talked to you yet. And he's like, ha, 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 no, you haven't. I'm over here in the corner. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, let yeah. me consult my notes. Okay, yeah, so we, we think it's going to work. We're pretty sure. We, we hope. <laughs> maybe he just had stage fright. I don't know. That's I, funny. Maybe. All right. You see yeah, that let's, a lot. Let's be generous. Let's be generous. They, they <laughs> coach him better now. You co- they coach him better now. This was two I weeks ago. Remember, though, no, 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 no. I mean, like, in, in, in this year, they, they coach better them a little bit better when they try and get them on camera. But you can... you. Remember yeah. the old videos, like the live streams? There's always like that guy, you know? It's yeah. like, well, he's, he's great in person, but he just freezes on camera. I, I'm not going to give too, people too, many, too much guff for being bad on camera. Stage fright, you know, more people want to would rather, you know, like face death than give a public speech. I mean, I get that. So, I mean, I don't want to give people too much crap for that. But my, my frustration is, again, setting expectations. A long time ago, they said this stuff is stuff that needs to happen for, the, for it to work. No, we're going to get it to work in couple three stages and maybe when we're all done it's going to be a silver bb maybe it'll be a bullet we're pretty we think it works in testing and and maybe it's not I, this is again just an expectation managing type thing again we'll see we'll see we'll see we'll see okay amontillado on twitch says lod finally they talk about line of defense in the show oh right yes exactly exactly <laughs> oh you'll you'll know it. you'll know it you'll know it when you see it buddy you'll know it when you see it Ken from Chicago seems that th- think it seems to think they were holding back some of the OCS conversation for CitizenCon and that we'll hear more about it there okay well yeah. now, ho- hopefully that's performance numbers <laughs> right I'm sure they're willing to give those away right away yep uh-huh. yeah so talk about managing expectations all right well now that we're all caught up on space sim news let's get caught up on space news with Galactic Public Radio Good evening from Galactic Public Radio on NC. I'm Spencer McDunn, and these are the top headlines from around the known galaxy. Guardian technology is becoming more widespread throughout the human spacefaring fleet. 
for the latest, we go to Smooth Furnace in the NC system. Thanks, Spencer. After a harrowing week under constant attack, the Canon science carrier the Gnosis is completing repairs and is on schedule to resume navigation in a few days. After the Thargoid attacks receded, many pilots credited the effectiveness of the new Guardian tech-adapted weapons for their success in combat. Among the new weapons were the recently released Guardian fighters, marketed by noted engineer Ram Ta. In an interview with the independent media outlet Vox Galactica, Mr. Ta stated, quote, Ever since the first Guardian ruins were discovered, I've been trying to combine their technology with our own. The seventh iteration, the XG-7, successfully merged human and Guardian ingenuity, end quote. In addition to the XG-7, commanders can use standard onboard fighter bays to synthesize the XG-8 Javelin and XG-9 Lance. Details regarding the precise business arrangements of the so-called XG project are scarce. The design blueprints are being authorized by dozens of brokers throughout the bubble, but reported prices, in the form of Guardian-derived tech and data, are steep. Mr. Ta has admitted that his first six prototype designs were not commercially viable, and that he invited, quote, other technicians to refine the design. End quote. However, when contacted by GPR to confirm the identities of those other technicians, Mr. Ta refused to comment. He only repeated the statement he gave to Vox Galactica that his hope was to use Guardian technology to, quote, improve every aspect of society, end quote. How exactly did Mr. Ta adapt million-year-old alien technology to human uses so quickly? Who are his silent partners in bringing that tech to market? From a nice, safe recording booth on Denver Station in the Anseeth system, for Galactic Public Radio, I'm Smooth Furnace. Thanks, Smooth. Federal Congressional Candidate Juanita Bishop has called for legislation designating Thargoid worship as a capital crime. Addressing a packed rally, Miss Bishop stated, quote, I speak for all those who live in fear of Thargoid infiltration. If elected, I will make sure this foul cult is outlawed and all of its followers put to death, end quote. The proposal comes shortly after the disbanding of the Galactic Interfaith Commune by federal authorities. Combined with the continued arrest of sect members and all those who had contact with them, many observers are concerned that the proposal might become law. While some politicians are publicly siding with the proposal to appear tough on Thorgoids, many are privately decrying the, quote, inhumane rhetoric coming from the Bishop campaign, end quote. Finally, the Alliance Tribune News Service has put out its annual guide to the presidential election. This year's guide is perhaps its final annual edition, as the Assembly may vote to extend the term to six years. In addition to current President Gibson Kincaid, who is seeking sweeping constitutional changes to the office of the President, entrepreneur Faiza Silva and Assembly member Elijah Beck are also running. Silva, a successful executive from the VAM system, has transferred corporate operations to her family in order to make her first run for political office. Beck, a 40-year veteran of assembly politics, is widely regarded as the status quo choice among the three. Early polls have placed all three candidates within a margin of error, a statistical dead heat. GPR will have analysis and reporters on site for the October 16th vote. For Galactic Public Radio, I'm Spencer McDunn. Good night.
Love is not gonna save you today. Let's go. You wanna fly or not? Let's kick the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. And so you all uh, crowded into the elevator, which was big enough for the four of you. And presumably you hit the button to take you down one floor. And enjoyed the music. For one floor. All right. You've got a short, you've got a short elevator ride down. Um, anything you want to do before the doors open up? I'm just jittering the whole time because I really don't like how enthusiastic she was about us coming down there to her. All right. I'll be standing. I Stuffs, my weapons, and whatnot. Yeah, I'll be standing okay. not in front of the door. Got my weapon ready just in case. Yeah, I'm doing the same. I don't think I ever All put right. mine up. Trying to stand away from the door a little bit. Okay. I, All right. I use Red Barnes as cover. <laughs> oh, and, I, and my, my stapler is easily accessible. That's right. So, off supplies at the ready. <laughs> Red Barnes somehow met, finding himself. Okay, we're going to do... This is going to be a, a theater of the mind sort of uh, conversational type thing. So, Ken Shadow, if you want to use Red Barnes as cover, I want you to roll a athletics check uh, <laughs> versus versus uh, uh, Red Barnes's Streetwise. Why don't you roll Streetwise, Red Barnes? <laughs> okay. <What am> I... <laughs> I got a nat 10. <laughs> it, so, unless Red Barnes... Oh my God! Two net tens, but Justin, but Justin has the better streetwise bonus, so he wins. So it, this is an epic struggle, an epic struggle. Anybody watching here notices the the subtle the subtle movements, the elbow in the back, but countered with with the the, the webbing of the inner side of the of the between the thumb, just gently moved the elbow, and then and then uh, then around with a knee to to the back of. Uh, Red Barnes' thigh to give him a Charlie horse, but no, no. Tur- Red Barnes sidesteps and and puts and puts uh, his elbow in uh, 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 Ken Shadow's rib cage and pushes him him in front. Just in, and so Ken Shadow, when the doors open, you are front and center. I am using this whole distraction to just kind of cram myself in the corner a little bit. <laughs> And you can because there's an epic struggle going on, and and Henry and and Romulan Ale and and uh, uh, Adira are are just are just in awe of this of the two ma- two masters at work. But Red Barnes prevails, and when the doors open, Kin Shadow is front and center. I I say uh, loudly, we are here to save you. <laughs> <laughs> and as the doors open, you see in front of you uh, a a woman in a lab coat. Uh, she is holding a laser pistol, but not like threateningly. She's just, you know, clearly this has probably not left her hands for quite some time. It's like her, her teddy bear. Uh, and she uh, looks up to uh, you and says, thank God. Where have you been? This is, this is, we're, this has been intolerable. We had some vehicle trouble. It took us a while to get here. Well, call or something. We've been trying to get you on the radio. It's, it's been, we, you have no idea what we've seen, what we've heard. You've yeah, been, I think something been happened terrible. to the radio towers. Our uh, radio, our comms haven't <laughs> been working either. <clears throat> Some, right, somebody okay. is going uh, around. Uh, hang, on, hang, on, hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I need, I need uh, uh, Ryu to roll a... Let's see, what's our... Do we have a deception here? How about uh, bluff? We need you to roll bluff check, Ryu. <laughs> That's okay because the NPC got a natural one got, versus your natural four. two. <laughs> four versus two. two yeah, two yeah. plus two. Oh, 
So your radios have been down. It's it's, uh, but our radios have been. So yours were down. Okay. Well, we've our we've checked our radios and they were fine. So that explains a lot. But but you could it, you couldn't have sent any other word any other way. Could you have network something or any? I don't know. What, what are you guys doing? Don't you guys have backup plans for this sort of thing? That's what we pay you for. We are the backup plan. We're here already. And uh, who do you think we are? <laughs> Okay, uh, I want you to roll a charm. Charm. Check. Oh, I think Justin. I got like crap tons of that. Okay. <laughs> nice. Red Barnes with an eight, and the NPC with the five. So she goes, oh, "Well, uh, you're our backup team. You're our hit squad. You're, that's what you. Uh, what? What kind of silly question is that?" And just then, out from a side office, strolls a male. Uh, and he is also carrying a laser pistol, but uh, again, not threateningly, just more like he's just, he needs to have that near him at this point. And he steps forward and says, It's about bloody time you've. Who, uh, who, who are you? Who, who, who are these people? We're, we're the guards. Dr. Chen, did you, Dr. Dr. Chen, did you let these people in? We're new. We're, we're the new recruits for we're, the backup team. No, and. No. At this point, the laser pistol comes up, but he's he's not convincing about it, right? He's like he's he's like shifting from target to target. He doesn't do this. This is not a thing that he does very often. How about you point that pea shooter somewhere else, and we don't have any problem? I kind of all right. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. All right, you need to roll an intimidate check on that one, Mister Justin. I am so intimidating. Seven. Uh oh, he's like. Okay, look, look. You I, clearly, you people are in the business, as as we say. We don't want any trouble, and you're trapped down here now with us. So don't try anything funny. But the laser pistol does come down. And okay, Kid Shadow, you were going to say something now. I'm going to say, yeah, we are consummate professionals, as you <laughs> have so astutely seen, and we can't have amateurs just waving around the tools of the trade. So I'm going to have to have you uh, give me those guns if you don't mind. Uh, Okay, do a... For uh, your safety. Do diplo- diplomacy. Why don't you roll a diplomacy check on that one? Got a five. Ooh. Natural ten from the NPC. He's like, I was not born yesterday, young man. You're not the people I sent for. And it was it's to be determined whether or not I'm happy for you to be here, Dr. Chen. Being a little free with the elevator controls, maybe it's a little, little rash in inviting you down. Maybe we can turn this to our mutual advantage. Go on. Well, clearly I'm in need of muscle. And clearly you have some. You made it through whatever hellstorm's going on upstairs. And I need a way out. So, if you'll uh, agree to escort the doctor and I off the premises and uh, not uh, not uh, in, and maybe soak up a few bullets for us, well, we'll be on our merry way and uh, you might be a few thousand credits richer for your troubles. On top of whatever it is you're getting for being here in the first place. I think I've already soaked up a few bullets for you. We're going to need a little bit. Roll. Okay, hang on. Hang on. Ryu's turn. Uh, Ryu, why don't you roll a bargaining Aww, check I only have me. one on that. <laughs> well, that's all right. Worthless one is All five. right, there's a five. And oh. he's going to... Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I see. Dr. Chen, uh, additional medical supplies are in the cabinet back here. Would you be so kind as to assist the young lady? Uh, roll another uh, D10. Just a, straight, uh, just a straight D10. You can just type in slash roll one D10. Four. Uh, add another four points to your endurance as Dr. Chen, if she's a real doctor, but she seems to know what she's doing, um, Obviously goes not very well. to, to the cabinet 
yeah, <laughs> gives you gives you some more stimulant shots, uh, fixes up the bandage a little bit, and you do feel uh, much better. I, I tell her about uh, the wrapper, but I only rolled a four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, okay, hey, okay, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, she's she's gonna roll medicine, and she gets a five, and she looks at you like, yeah, okay, sure. As the wrapper, as she's doing that, I uh, I nod and say, she she. And, uh, and and she looks up at you, kind of kind of surprised for a second, and then backs off warily, like she's like I was born in she's Minnesota. Not, <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> like she she knows what that means and is surprised to hear you say that. But she uh, she puts away the uh, the medical kit and uh, the the man turns back to you and says, "Now that's taken care of." How about the offer on the table? Let's say five thousand credits ahead. We're gonna need a you little. You get us out more. of this base into one of the trucks safely, and we'll part ways, uh, friends and neighbors. What do you say? I think I think we're gonna need a little bit more than you know, just Can we talk without them hearing for a second? Can we like whisper to each other? Because I I think we should probably be dragging Group puddle. in. <laughs> Group huddle. <laughs> if, if if you if you close your helmets. Uh, and then talk on the comm circuit. Effectively, they yeah, won't be able to hear that. you because you'll be on comms. I think these people should not be let go when we get out. They shouldn't pay us. We should take them in so that they can uh, help guard frequency do whatever they want to do with these awesome blue drugs. You think they'll uh, both fit with Kin Shadow in the back of my <laughs> SUV? Well, or we've got SRV. three SRVs, and there's only two of them, and I think we could fold them up and fit them in one. <laughs> Just an idea. You do have sufficient... Only one of them needs At to this be alive. <laughs> Man. And that'll be That's the cooperative one. The wow. <laughs> we'll, uh... Well, I'm not okay with that particular idea. It's it's the girl, the guys you're talking taking, about. Taking taking them with us, uh, I also kind of uh, head slap Kinchado as he says that. <laughs> I mean, we came here and killed everyone upstairs, and we're just going to let these guys go? Why aren't we killing everyone or taking them with we us? We killed... We we killed one group in one room that fired upon us. And that us. was everyone that was upstairs. So my statement stands. Now we're downstairs, and those two people but were armed. That was not everyone who was upstairs. I think so, wasn't it? Did anybody upstairs live? No, there, there's more. There's lots there more were, people. There were lots of rooms are, that yeah, we did not go into. Oh, yeah, and you. That was a yeah. You definitely number. heard. You definitely heard a large group of. Um, Drug-addled people in one of the rooms, and then you avoided it. So I, Probably for the these better. people are obviously not under the same effects as the ones upstairs were. I raise my visor and I ask, "You you can't lock those doors from down here." Which doors? The ones upstairs that the guys are in. Right? No, the 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 security computer is is in fact upstairs. It's this is this is a laboratory. This is my office. This is her office. This is where we keep the secure computer files. We're not. This is not the base command. Is there a back door? This wasn't supposed to happen this way. You give us all those awesome secure files you want. You, you've got that we can go out the back door and no one else gets killed today. Because uh, if we could leave from without going through upstairs, it'd be great. You're, now you're changing the bargain, Sonny. Those weren't, those things weren't on the table before. This is a safe passage only. I'm only asking for safe but passage. We're asking. You for want to all try a different deal that bring me a counter proposal? Blue drugs are here. <laughs> I lift up. I lift up my vas- my visor. And I, I show up my fancy big ass gun, and I go. The guy with the big fancy gun gets in the negotiating leverage at this point, buddy. Uh, go ahead and roll an intimidate check. And I pipe in and say, and he does have a very fancy gun. 
He's like, I, I concede your material advantage in the violence category, but clear you, clearly you have other objectives here than keeping me safe. Who sent you? That's not any of your concern. What your concern is, is that we will hold our end of the bargain. You will get out of here safely. We will not harm you unless we are forced to do so. But we also need the things that we came here to get. Okay, buddy, what's on your mind? We're all friendlies! So let's just be friendly! Some say everyone is surprised at how well he was taught to make tattoos in Madrid, and that nobody expects the Spanish ink precision. But all we know is he's called the Shiv and he helped put together this week's feedback. That was either a new high or a new low. That was not, a new high. That was good I'm stuff. I'm not sure. Every not bit sure. of that was good stuff. Needs an explanation sure. paragraph. Uh, that was you great. Know, some of that, that, inking, no. that, some of that inking get you kind of high. You just end the show. That's like our final episode. Yeah, mic like, drop. And then Guard drop Frequency right ended with the best joke ever. Yeah. <laughs> Can we get on with it? Let's do. Get on with it. Recap of last week's community questions. Were you affected by the bugs and poor planning of the Gnosis event? And what do you think can be done to improve the so-called spontaneous events? Silent Hunter UK writes, Dear the boys from the freak, that's us, (laughs) I wasn't affected by the Gnosis event as I wasn't involved in it. However, any spontaneous event can be improved by the addition of Bradley Walsh. And with that piece of gratuitous Doctor Who advertising done, I move on to my main point. And this has been edited. Quantum travel in Star Citizen Alpha 3.2. It's not easy because you don't really have enough fuel to get anywhere quickly, as you can't really get any further than 30 grand in the click department without running out of fuel. So I can't really get from port redacted Alasar to the Kovalex shipping hub in one jump in my Aurora LX, which is very annoying, especially as Cry Astro 42 isn't always on the route. We need bigger gas tanks or mini jump points. Edit it again. What? I think Tony just edited to write in mini jump points. Is that right? Is no. that your addition? No. <laughs> Yours in a tiny Aurora, Stephen Hunter, UK. P.S. I'm an Anne Seath with my new Diamondback Explorer. P.P.S. I have a saying. If you're going to perf over someone, get their name right. So, Tony, pronounce it Silent Hunter UK. <laughs> right. I'll do that. I'll do that. Someone uh, on the Reddit, uh, the subreddit for Elite Dangerous last week, they did have a very nice fan art of Ashling Duval, who we are now calling Ashling with the proper name now. Oh. So it, it, it's, it's uh, well, anyway, uh, if, you're, if you're wanting to perv over a fake space princess with the blue hair, go to Reddit. You'll, you'll see it. Um, I was yeah, wondering so. who you were perving over. Now it makes total sense. Yeah, I didn't understand that line either. So that's cool. Yeah, I was like, how, how do you how do you mispronounce his name? I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, no, that that, that was an Ashley Duval reference. Is what that was. I'm gonna have to try that out. I don't think I've I haven't flown anything any anything so pedestrian as an Aurora for years oh. at this point. Oh my! Well, the little people fly the Auroras, you know. You know, it was quite pedestrian. Yes, yeah, so he, 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 Kim Shadow, he flies things with his pinky out and his cup of tea. You know, no, I'm, I'm literally wearing a monocle in the game. So yeah, <laughs> screw you, please, little peasants. Um, no, I, I'll have to try it out. I really didn't know that the Aurora was so limited in jump range. I, I just flew. Uh, I, I mean, I needed to get some screenshots today for the costume hunts. Flew to Levski, and uh, I mean, it was. Just one jump from Alizar to, to, to Levski, and Levski's the farthest point you can jump to in my, my Hornet, right? Which isn't really an exploration vehicle. So uh, I guess the Aurora is really 
hobble. So you didn't have any blue squigglies come up? Uh, there's a lot of blue sparklies. <laughs> Not too many squigglies. No squigglies. Mm. That's because we do exploration right in Star Citizen, I'll tell you. Wah, wah, wah. Is Werechal only a chal during a four moon? Thanks for the show. The RPG segment is a lot of fun. You should make your own line of guard frequency household cleaning supplies. That's an idea. RE, the, the Gnosis. I was really looking forward to being stuck in a permanent lock space with our backs against the wall and Thargoids banging on the door. I envisioned the movie Aliens, but with spaceships. What they delivered fell well short of that, but would have been good enough had they not botched the execution. Hopefully they learned some lessons from it and realized that this is the sort of community gameplay we're yearning for. It was hugely popular and a lot of people were excited about it and then sort of fizzled. So yeah, I think that this people dig this stuff. The Salome event was huge. This thing was pretty huge. And I would say they're, they're the little, these little externally driven community events are more popular for them than than most of the stuff that they do on purpose. I, yeah, it, it gets a lot more buzz because the community goals are every week. Yeah, maybe a lot of pilots do it, but they're just doing it for the credits. Um, but yeah, these these community-driven things are, are hugely popular, and if Frontier can find a way to support them correctly, mm-hmm. it'll be it'll be dynamite. But, oh well. One day, one day, I believe in them. They will do it, one day. Ken from Chicago writes in and rewrites the Gnosis article from Galnet. I'm not going to read the entire thing, but essentially uh, he re-envisioned it as we, we jump, and then uh, they tried to jump back, but the damage was too great. So it's like they couldn't jump, and then they attempted to jump back. Uh, he also posits, by the way, to answer Tony's question, I think there's at least three people at CIG who can say no to Chris. Sandy, as you all mentioned, Aaron, and probably Tony Z, with really detailed extrapolation of how to include game features. All right. I don't agree, but possibly. I don't know. I don't, I'm not in the meetings. I don't know. My buddy Sean Newboy writes in and says, Does the game Helium Rain have a cool video like the song Chocolate Rain? I don't know. Wonderful show, everyone. I hope the Galactic Public Radio team makes it out all right. And uh, good good job on actually dialoguing with people rather than just shooting them in their RPG. Right, yeah, you don't want to get shot in the RPG. We're the space version of murder hobos. <laughs> and and I, just, I just reread the last little bit of Ken from Chicago's thing. Uh, his thing was badges. If they had given badges, that might have helped out a bit. And yes, that's the sort of thing that Frontier could do to like fix the, the, the rage. Just go, sorry, everybody, here's the decal. Yeah, that that'd be cool. Helped. That would help. That would have helped. I'd like to get the Gnosis decal. I think that's not available anymore. It was a limited time, right? Yeah. That would have been cool to give us all like a, a Gnosis decal with like a, a rip in it or something to show it was in combat. That would have been cool. Yeah. Mm. Just yeah. taking to put a notch out of it. Would have been great. Yeah, it's some, yeah it, that, that's the kind of thing where an artist can take a half hour, do something like that. They put it in the store for zero dollars. I mean, if you want to, you can go download it. That's the kind of thing where... It's, it doesn't take a lot of effort, and it would do a lot of goodwill. So, uh, you know, good, good suggestion in the in-fiction there. Ken from Chicago wanted to make sure that got out there. H. Allen writes in and says, Thanks for finding my post, Tony. Paranoia level is dropping. To the community question and improvements to spontaneous events. Oh, by the way, Tony is in league with the Thargoids. <laughs> that should be obvious by now. Prior planning prevents piss-poor performance. 
I know it's an oxymoron to plan for spontaneity, spontaneity, but read me out here. If parameters or requirements or capabilities available to in an event are established and distributed, then spontaneous event falls within those guidelines is less likely to fail. I'd like to think of this as putting 10 pounds in a five pound bag, but as the, a sage mash character, Colonel Sherman T. Potter noted of Western story writer Zane Gray, never go up against seven cowboys when all you're packing is a six shooter. The knucklehead gunfighter didn't know the parameters of the spontaneous gunfight and failed. If he only had some floor wax. If only. A six gun and some floor wax. Preacher writes in, Just got caught up on the podcast, so this feedback may seem a bit all over the place. I bought my first PC in 85 to write papers for grad school. It was a Tandy 1000, a powerhouse of a machine rocking an 8086, 128K of RAM, a single-sided 5.25-inch floppy drive, and Tandy 16 color graphics. I burned a lot of hours outside of class with the original Starflight, so you can imagine my pleasure at hearing the Starflight 3 is in the works. Thanks for sharing cool gems like that. Oh, and the Tandy still boots if you were curious. As a long-time listener, we're the uh, WTFIDFM. Uh, if you know what that means, you know he's a long-time listener. Yeah. I find myself enjoying the new newest format, which I started out thinking of as a Unstar Citizen edition of the BDSPCACE. Best damn space podcast ever. Way more than I expected. Don't do ED, but have been enjoying you guys enjoying it, along with all the other Space Sim news, including, and it's only fair to say, Star Citizen. The RGP is great fun as well. Tony is good company when he laments that CIG is holding back content for sitcom. As a counterpoint, I'd offer this. We asked them to do that. Do you remember the copious amounts of salt that got leveled at CIG after sitcom 2016? The Spectrum presentation? Or the elation after last year's sitcom presentations? The community has clearly stated a preference for wow us at sitcom. It seems unfair of them unfair of them for us to complain about their preparations to do just that. Not saying they were always right, but when the community asks them to do things and all the ships pack, let me melt Voyager direct stuff, etc., and they and they then do it, it seems disingenuous of us to complain afterwards because they did it. Or so it seemed to me. One last thing. As Tony has already said, the gnosis is a Greek work, and is often translated as knowledge. There's a 2nd century Christian heresy that gets its name from the same word, but I digress. It's pronounced with a silent G, think new. Thanks for the great show. I think my favorite part is that you all know how to disagree, have passionate opinions and arguments, and still remain friends who have fun and respect each other when all the work is done. We, we, don't, we don't really respect Tony. Tony, you <laughs> ignorant slut, non, notwithstanding. You didn't even need to put the aside in there. He did it for you. Yeah, well, that that's he's, he's actually making that exception. I'm, I'm making it more broad. Thanks. <laughs> Keep up the good work. I'm going to I'm going to look forward to listening for a long time to come. Salute face. face. Yes. Don't forget the salute face. It's, at a, the it's end. an 07, goddamn it. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I kind of, I agree in some in some respects. There, just CitizenCon 2016 was a weird thing though because they had they had planned more content and then 
didn't get it out on time. That's the reason it kind of fell short. But um, you know, I, I don't have any problem with them saving some stuff for for CitizenCon. Yeah, I, it it's it all depends on when you say when they listen to the community. I mean, you listen to the people that talk to you. It's kind of you know selection bias kind of a thing. If you're on, if hey, we put out a poll on the forums. Well, if you never go to the forums, or if you're not, if you don't like to answer polls, and you know they don't hear from you. 80% of our listeners said they want to do this. Well, 80% of the people that knew you had a poll bothered to respond to it said you want to do this. So, I mean, it, it's... I, I, I see your point. The people that are talking to CIG say this is what we want, and so CIG delivers it. Maybe they ought to also consider that they're not hearing from perhaps the widest possible selection of the people in the community when they hear those messages. I think you're missing the point of how that message is, uh, was communicated. He's saying that when they didn't have something special and new, people complained. So we kind of forced that, didn't we? Isn't that what he's saying? Yeah. I mean, that's the general way that they respond to feedback. People complain and then maybe maybe Sig will do something. In general, if you, if, if you just give them all praise, then that's just the standard standard noise right it's when people <laughs> complain that are that, that, that they have to take notice and, and like for, so that that's what that, that's the reason the whole paywall thing that's the reason chris cited right he says that you know he'd go in the forums and, and people would would bitch about the stream quality you know where they bitch about the camera angles or whatever he's like you know uh, he, they'd make comments like well they shouldn't even have a stream if they were going to do that right and he's like well we'll just you know, make a better stream this way, right? And this is how they'll do it. And then, and then now, you know, he gets the exact opposite for trying to do that. We've already tied that to death. We don't need to go that way. But, but, but you, you, he, he's very straightforward in how he came to that conclusion. He read bad feedback on the forum about the stream. And he's like, okay, this is my problem to address that feedback. And the most important takeaway here is I'm still an ignorant slut. I think we can all agree with that. Yes, we all agree with that. And old Ben Sanders writes in and says... Guard Freakians, or Freakquarians, or just Freakers. I have been reminiscing with some of the older episodes, and I really miss when you all talked about what you were currently playing. Please consider doing it again. It may even pique our interest into another game we have not heard about otherwise. I also want to douse the flames with some jet fuel and say, Tony is right about ED, and what Frontier did with the Enosis. They really be dumb not to weave a narrative around this so it doesn't come off as a screw you guys, which I guess they did. I guess there's really no system that the gnosis is welcome in. Uh, not pun. quite shit worthy, but getting there. No system for the yep. no sis. Okay. Yep. Last but not least, I like, the, I like a host to solve this equation. If you have 73 ships in your fleet, ranging from exploration to mining to search and rescue to combat, some nugget crashed all but 42 of them. How many ships are left? Well, duh, 42. But um, I digress. Yes, yes. Uh, so so uh, Ben Sanders, of course, is our artist, uh, First First Problems. And so uh, he, he told me earlier uh, earlier today, he said, I missed that bit. And I said, we'll write into feedback, and so we'll be sure to remember to do it. Last week, I played some Rebel Galaxy because I was going back to, to uh, the, that original game. So that's what I played a little bit of last week. I'm looking forward to Outlaw. Brian, did you get a chance to do anything? What did you play? I, I've been playing 3D printing and EVA foam cutting, and on Monday I'll be playing with Warbler. It's for my costume for CitizenCon, for those not in the know. That's a time sink of, in and of itself. Uh, Jeff, uh, have you been playing anything? 
Oh, yeah, of course I have. I've been playing Destiny 2 because uh, they released Forsaken last week in uh, the new expansion. So I've been taking advantage of playing that content. Very nice. Henry, you've been preparing for hurricane stuff. <laughs> yeah, I've been preparing for that, but I played a little yeah. Star Trek online. So that was cool. Did some uh, background graphics for Priority One's Patreon groups. So I was uh, playing that, and I, I was just in there to get graphics, and it grabbed me, and I started doing missions, and I lost, like, four hours to it, so that was cool. <laughs> um, besides that, I did play a lot of The Long Journey Home, so I just love that game. That game's great. I've got, I, I, I checked it out when it first released, and, I, and it looked kind of interesting, so maybe I have worth to go back it. and it. It's casual. Totally it's fun. It. It's not... It's not uh, over uh, involved. I, I can even play it on my laptop if I feel like I don't need my gaming machine, and it's a it's a nice game. I like it. I played a lot of Elite too, but that goes without saying. Well, there you go. There you go. First, first problems. And if, if people like that segment, maybe we'll bring it back. We we played it as uh, as another earlier listener uh, wrote in. Where the f- is the dogfighting module? That was the part where we always said, well, this is what we're playing until Star Citizen released. Here we are, five years later. Um, so that got kind of old once the dogfighting module did come out and the rest of the game wasn't forthcoming. Uh, but if people like that and are interested in, what, in, in that kind of stuff, well, we can bring it back as a regular quick segment here during feedback. So, you know, let us, let us know. Um, but now we get to the real fun part of the feedback segment, the part you've all been waiting for. Because uh, real... No, only you've been waiting for this because you're just showing off about your other alter ego. Because the real actual clown Bobo writes in. Real Tony. actual clown Bobo. No, real the actual real clown actual Bobo. Tony. I see it right there in black and white. It as says the promised, real actual. Because Ken Shadow just typed that in. Um, uh, as promised, real clown Bobo uh, uh, wrote in another report from the future that he wanted me to do my Walter Cronkite voice again. And once again, I had to cut a chunk of it because it would just take too long to read. So, <clears throat> but here we go. Citizen Con 2948, reporting from the future after the fact. Good evening. Since this reporter's last communique, the atmosphere in Austin, Texas has taken on a decidedly stranger and more frenetic feel. The advertisements on the show floor went abruptly black, and there was Chris Roberts standing in front of a green screen dressed in an outfit approximating Norse battle armor. He wore an eye patch. It was flipped up to his forehead, and he was attempting to juggle three small boxes painted blue to resemble tesseracts. He was engaged in conversation with someone just far enough off camera that we couldn't clearly hear her, although we could hear Chris's responses, quote, No, 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 at least $20 each. And we could probably get twice that. No, they are not loot boxes. You really need to stop saying that, end quote. He then goes on to say, quote, You don't understand. This isn't EA, and besides, we aren't even in Belgium, end quote. When I return next week, we will look deeper into how poor quality control can help facilitate accepting compliments more effectively. And that's the way it is. I'm Bobo Cronkite. Good night. Disclaimer. Wait 30 minutes after eating before entering the pool. CPR should never be attempted by untrained or functionally impaired personnel. Always check water depth before diving. Hashtag lemons. Hashtag lemonade. Hashtag Tony is right. I love how you never cross out that last hashtag. I never. I would never part that. But that part of the feedback is the most important part. That's the that is the vital vital piece of the feedback right there. I'm striking that puppy out. I'm <laughs> I was totally gonna write Tony is a goon in place of it and see if he'd read it that way. But I knew no. he wrote this, so he'd know it was wrong. No, I know. I know. I uh, again, the cl- I, clown Bobo, clown Bobo. He gets me. Like you know, he's he's a writer that he he gets me. He you know, he, he understands. He understands my voice. Yeah, so, uh, it's yeah, you and, and my voice would never say that. 
So, no. Uh, no general feedback and no new Patreon. So, therefore, no new winner. And this week's community question. If you haven't seen the gameplay trailer for Rebel Galaxy Outlaw, do so immediately and report back next week. And otherwise, how was the show? Are you thinking about a deep focus on our arcane squiggles? Or are you just going to honk and move on? Drop us an email, a tweet, or a comment on our show post, which you can find on our website and over on our Facebook page. And that brings us to the end of episode 229 of Guard Frequency. We'll be back with episode 230 on September 25th, 2018. So be sure to keep an ear out for our shows over at GuardFrequency.com. We'd like to thank the entire team at Guard Frequency and the Priority One Network. Thanks to our community manager, Justin Chivalry Bean Lowmaster, our artist, Ben Sanders, our elite contributor, Baxter, and of course, our audio engineers, Mikey Lennon and Bill Hardy. Thanks to our syndication partner, The Bass. And special thanks to Ronald Jenkins for his permission to put his music in our show. Visit RonaldJenkins.com for more of his work. But above all, we especially want to thank you folks for tuning in. If no one's listening out there, the deep black gets pretty lonely. Reduce thrust. streaming this yeah we should okay. be Just making sure this is tony interesting one uh yeah <laughs> intro sync two <laughs> uh can shadow intro sync three we are off to a rocking good start tonight and intro in three two oh it's me this week <clears throat> you like a rocking good start <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, pilots. You, you broke it with the with the lady in the pants thing. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to come back from that. Here we go. All right. <clears throat> Welcome, pilots. You're tuned to the guard <laughs> frequency because as gall good pilots as all as, as gall good pilots know all, every single gall dang one of them. Every one of them. If you like what you hear, <clears throat> if you like, what, uh, 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 excuse me. I am not number three, am I? Sorry about that. No. <laughs> We're having a great intro this week. It's beautiful, isn't it? I think, I think it was join. I think you just said join on the fun. Did join on the fun? That, that, yeah. Join. That, that's the same thing, right? All right. <clears throat> finally. It's close. Finally. Hey, it's love in an elevator, finally, man. Finally. <laughs> finally, we open up the feedback loop and let you join in on the fun. All right. All right. Jeez. Always a critic. <laughs> always. It's my job. It's what just, I do here. Just a little bit more with, of... With it, with Tony. Now, do, hey, now yeah. Brian, Brian, a little please. more. Tony's no, a dick. No, no, you cannot channel Tony. I, one Tony is <laughs> one Tony is enough. Okay, no channeling Tony. Uh, I'll leave the direction to the master. Okay. Oh my god, I should have read this in advance. That's <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Now punch it. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Are we done? Are we done no, now? Are we done? We are not done. Are we done? Can we no. done? Are we done? Are we done yet? All right. Elite I just want dangerous. to let you know I'm done too if you want to go ahead. <laughs> you, Henry. <laughs> In addition to the XG7, commanders can use standard onboard fighter base to. Th- this is Tony. Feedback closing. Sync one.
This is Jeff, Feedback and Closing, Sync 2. This is Ken Shadow, Feedback and Closing, Sync 3. This is Henry, Feedback and Closing. How would you do that again? again. We just went through that. (laughs) We just went through that. Okay, so this is Henry. This segment is called Feedback and Closing. This is the fourth sync. I'm taking my time with it. I earned it. Draw that stretch. So, uh, luxuriated it. I just wanted to say, we just almost played a game of Elite because we were trying to get uh, Audacity work, and I was playing with the Blue Squiggles, and it was just like exploring. It's just just like like exploring exploring a new system. It's It's just just like exploring space, trying to get Audacity work. Podcasting, just like exploration in space. (laughs) That would be Sync 4, right? Planet. You finished (laughs) Planet. (laughs) (laughs) Podcasting is much like that. It's true. Okay, so that's all the syncing, right? So we'll go ahead and do the feedback and closing in three, two. Some say everyone's surprised at how well he was taught to make tattoos in Madrid and that no one expects the Spanish. What the hell? Oh my God. I hadn't read this one before. Holy crap. Okay. All right. This is terrible. <laughs> oh my God. I got it now. <laughs> okay. All right. Fly for me so I can just push the boom button.